Hello, sales heroes. Alex here. Thank you for listening. Uh, here's a question. This was asked of me a couple years ago, but it's maybe three, but it's still very relevant today and every day. It goes like this. Hey, I love my job, but sometimes I feel extreme pressure when it comes to moving numbers. Thinking about those empty apartments makes me nervous at month's end. Do you have any advice? So let's talk about pressure. Um, it's not fun and stress, certainly, certainly awful. Uh, the pressure to fill units is constant and unrelenting. But, uh, you know, my personal and professional belief is that pressure and stress come from trying to control people or circumstances that we simply can't control. There's a great article um, or a quote from an article from Anthony Moore um, in which he addresses the same dichotomy. He says, pressure isn't real. It's just the stress you put on yourself in your head. Pressure is the result of limitations we put on ourselves to produce outcomes that we can't control. When we focus on the outcomes, we begin to expect things out of our control, which sets us up for failure and frustration, and therefore more pressure. So when we focus on things we can't control, these emotions signal that we need to take action urgently. They're meant to help us escape and survive, sort of a fight or flight. However, this does not produce extraordinary outcomes. Here are my top four can't control things in sales. One, we can't control a prospect's resistance to buying. Attempting to convince simply doesn't work. However, we often try to change this resistance by throwing every feature and benefit or a discount or an incentive of our community in the hope that something sticks. We invite to events, we mail stuff, we do bulk marketing. This only marginally works, and usually with the most urgent prospects. The rest of our lead base feels pressured and they go quiet. You know how that feels. Two, we can't control the frequency and quantity of incoming leads. You know, perhaps we have a say in this, but we have to react to every new lead that comes in, sometimes to the detriment of our in-depth work with an existing prospect. We respond by abandoning the in-depth work with fewer people by losing focus and casting a wider net. We go back up to the top of the funnel to immediately respond to that new lead in the hope that that person, that lead, is different than from everybody else and this one's ready. Our follow-up with existing leads then suffers and it becomes shallower. Number three, we can't control move-outs. Another notice means we have more apartments to fill. We respond by becoming demoralized and the mountain of work we have to do just got bigger. It's the leaky boat. Number four, we can't control the competition. Another shiny new community is opening three miles from yours. Yikes. So reacting to this pressure and these things we can't control yields mediocre outcomes because they make us lose our focus. So here's an example. It's the end of the month and you're about to visit a prospect named Mrs. Jones. Yes, they're all Mrs. Jones. She's been incredibly resistant to moving in. Um, she's 
asking a lot of questions, has a complicated family dynamic. You also have not creatively followed up with a daughter that came in yesterday. You've not done a planning session for the tour tomorrow. But just then, your executive director walks into the office, waving around yet another move-out notice. You have a call with your regional this afternoon about your results. You're starting to really feel the pressure building inside of you. The voice in your head says, or asks, what if I don't make another sale this month? What if I spend all this time with Mrs. Jones and she doesn't close? What if I can't get my prospect to move in? What if I lose my job? In this whirlwind of worry, you start making not so good decisions. You cancel the visit with Mrs. Jones, you put off the creative follow-up and the planning for the tour, and you begin scanning your lead base for prospects who may be ready to go. In this mental state, your calls kind of become slightly more impersonal and calculated. These are the howdy-doody calls. How's mom doing? You know, really secretly we're hoping that something bad happens so that they have to move now. And that's awful to admit to ourselves. So you are scouring your leads for urgency and getting them to come in. Your efforts don't really bear a lot of fruit, and you end up receiving a lot of rejection in the meantime. Now you're even more discouraged, and you've potentially alienated much of your lead base, and then you go to your regional on the call and says, we need more leads because these aren't any good. You don't feel good. So let's talk about the things that you can control that you know and I know will give you the results if you just stick to the process and you ignore those things that you can't control. You put them aside and you don't let those things guide your sales behavior. So number one of things that you can control, yourself. That's really the only thing you can really control, your attitude, your behavior, your mindset, your intention. You can override the stressful feelings by becoming razor-focused on your process. One, you focus on the prospect in front of you before you move into the next one. The prospect, what makes them different, what's their situation, what do I know, what don't I know. This strategy, this creative follow-up, fully present. You look deeper, you plan, you ask questions. Two, you become clear about your prospect's motivators, fears, and preferences. You help through great questions and a meaningful call, clarify in the prospect's head what are the barriers to change, what the issues really are that are preventing that person from making a decision. You plan for advances, you plan, you plan. However small these advances are, because you know that generating a lot of advances will increase the likelihood of a close of the ultimate move-in. So this kind of focus is, is one of the hardest things to do in sales. It's easier to react, but you can do it. Decide that you, don't, uh, that you won't let the pressure modify your process or guide your behavior. That's not easy, but your team can help. Know that panicking usually um, doesn't yield any good results. So when, when, you, when you get clear about this, you will feel open, you will feel focused and confident in your abilities. That is what extraordinary sales professionals do. So stay focused on the things you can control. Have faith and confidence that digging in and one prospect at a time, asking yourself and your team, what may be in the way of that person making a decision 
to move? What are some of the issues? And then hypothesize and have fun with it. Decide that you won't let the pressure modify your process or guide your behavior. You will feel open, focused, and confident in your abilities. And that, my friends, is what extraordinary sales professionals do. It takes a village, it takes a team, it takes a lot of love. And we'll talk about love in the next podcast. So in the meantime, stay heroic and thank you for listening. <laughs>